0: Each Sunday night, I'd watch the practice with none none of of my my friends. friends. I'd turn the dial to ABC to see the creep of the week that Bobby Donald defends. But I'm out out of practice. With your host, Keith Barney and my giant forehead, apparently. (laughs) It's a five head, baby.
1: Like in Declio! Oh. Way back in high school, most every night, my mom watched QVC, so I missed the practice. There was no TV. What could I do? Wait fifteen years, get fat, then stream it on Hulu. Oh, oh. oh, oh. oh, Last night
0: was the Super Bowl. I will not be discussing it. Eh.
1: As CEO Jen put it, that was kind of lame.
0: Out of practice! And welcome to the Out of Practice podcast, the weekly podcast in which we discuss David E. Kelly's award-winning series, The Practice. This week we are up to season five, episode 19, Home of the Brave. We are so close to the end of season five, I can't believe it. How's it going, Mike?
1: Hey, you know, it's going. It's Monday. Another week. We've had a lot of snow, and, uh, you know, it was beautiful, and we got to frolic, and, you know, that's been nice. We we had the Super Bowl last night, which means we got to eat some BS and get really fat again, which has been nice.
0: Yeah, well, I, I am so disappointed about the Super Bowl for two reasons. One, the obvious reasons. Fuck you, Tom. Uh, but... <laughs> I can't believe I just did that on the internet. Uh, but beyond that, uh, because of the snow, which was so great, which was so much fun, uh, Jillian and I we, went, we built a giant snowman in our backyard. Yes, that was epic. like So much fun. Uh, but because of that, I had been planning for weeks on the Super Bowl to uh, order a box of garbage. Uh, of, like, wings and uh, and mozzarella sticks and fries and just, like, sit and eat a box of garbage during the game. But because of the snow, like, we, we I, you know, it felt like a lot, like a big ask to get somebody to come out w- with all the snow just because of the timing of it. Right, right. So I made some nachos, but I was very disappointed not to eat a box of garbage while a garbage person won his 700th Super Bowl. We did get some garbage.
1: Jen made her
0: dark chocolate chili and. Oh, uh, your Jen's chili is dynamite. We yes. had it because we spent last Super Bowl with you guys. That's Jen right. and I, we went to your house back when that was a thing.
1: That the, feels the, like
0: the last month of it being a thing. That feels like forever ago. Well, it, that's what. We didn't it, even know. Not, neither of us
1: knew we were moving at that point. That was February no. of last year and everything was fine.
0: It, Literally. It was a. Comp- And it was literally it was weeks from not being fine, and I was already like starting to be aware that things weren't going to be fine. At that point, I Jillian was like, "Why are you hoarding food on top of the fridge?" Well, that's because I was starting to sense that it was happening. But
1: yeah, we didn't because I remember we I was uh, I had like a bunch of gigs lined up, and we were go we were ready to we were about to fly to South Carolina for Jen's. birthday party and uh right it was probably like two weeks later that it was like things are a little iffy but regardless so yeah we had the big chili we also ordered from this new wings place that's near our house I wanted we had wings. a whole bunch of wings and fries which i haven't had any bad food in like weeks so it's, it was kind of nice uh but then i started to feel like like death uh, my inside started to turn inside out and uh for multiple reasons and uh, yeah, you know what? Okay, so the Tom Brady thing aside, for for those Super Bowl that aside. Keith and I have our own I, opinions about Brady. I don't think
0: Tom. any of our listeners give the tiniest shit about anything to do with sports. That's the, That's, that's the true. Problem. But listen, here's the here's the important thing. As far as a pop culture event, the Super Bowl's
1: a big thing. And It is. And I just found here's here's what I found. Um I found that for me the, uh, the halftime performance was like, eh, I, I'm, I'm not like, I don't have the vitriol that I saw online about it. I also didn't like love it like some people, it was like, meh to me, but that could be because I'm out of touch with the kids and their music, right? Um, but then on top of that, the commercials, which are generally like a huge sell, like a lot of the, the big players generally, uh, like sat this year out. And then, you know, some of the, some of the big reveals, like the Wayne's world thing and the, the, uh. The George Costanza thing. Like, I don't know. There wasn't anything that, like, really knocked it out of the park. And the mixed messaging I felt, and I don't want to get here, we go with the politics. Oh, well, here we go. There's all this talk about unity, and they, like, they, they, they brought uh, Vince Lombardi back from the dead to, like, pep us all up. And the, in I the think stadium. it was Dan Loria, too. Yeah. It was weird, whatever it was. I, no. I, I did not find it inspiring. I found it creepy. Um, mm-hmm. And, but meanwhile, d- during during all of this, Colin Kaepernick is like watching the game at home, right? Because we're not going to address that. Right. And in addition, we're celebrating the greatness of this like weird mega guy.
0: Well, yeah, and I, I, I have been the unity, unity, unity thing has always a little bit set my teeth on edge, and like it's not that i'm i'm 100% for unity of course for unity yes please for the love of god let us reunify but there is all of this rush to unity without accountability and i don't think you can have unity without accountability and and those two things are is, must be are essentially tied together because it's not unity without accountability and and i and it it's tough. It I I find it a little bit rough when when you don't marry those two together. It because it because I think that one side of the spectrum is really pushing one without the other. Let's let's skip accountability. Let's just skip right to unity. So therefore, the thing that tore us apart can just come right back because there is no accountability. So well, that's my soapbox.
1: Yeah, but but let me talk about how that has. It was not even. You couldn't even. Paint a better picture of this than we've been hearing for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks that, um, they're, you know, what we're going to have 7,500 vaccinated healthcare workers that will be, you know, at the game. And the implication in the press, at least, what I, the way I read it, was that those would be the only people attending the game. But Super Bowl Sunday, there are 22,000 other most likely un inoculated people so yeah that's mixed messaging and i have to say as just a side anecdote and then we can jump off this um uh i don't know if i've mentioned it it's probably come up a little bit i spent about two years of my life living and working in tampa okay i'm I'm well versed with tampa oh yeah um i still have a, a handful of friends down there uh and I do, I do not say this lightly. I'm not making light of it. Um, in fact, one of my friends lost his wife recently to COVID. It's, it's a terrible, terrible thing. I think we all are on the same page about that. But three of my other friends from Tampa, all on Super Bowl Sunday, on the social medias, announced that they were COVID positive. And I'm like, well, hell, here we go. It's just, it's just, yeah. a, it's a fiery pit and, a, and, it was just a weird place and time to be celebrated. It just, it, none of it, it wasn't overall an enjoyable evening for either of us, Keith. I think we can say that.
0: Well, no, no, and I I think it's just, yeah, it's mixed. I I, I think, you know, we had mixed messaging. We had, all, it, it, it. the whole thing was like,
2: uh,
0: and, and I think that's just reflective of our times right now that they're like, we can't really have nice things <laughs> that aren't at least complicated if not tainted by the environment that we're in right now yeah all right. so all right well on that cheery note we have a whole bunch of stuff to talk about this week in starting with our segment
1: i would like to start with two things was that Obama? Uh, or that's just, sometimes you just meld seem, so seamlessly into your Obama.
0: <laughs> uh, I'd like to thank a couple of our important listeners who have done amazing things. Uh, first off, uh, I'd like to thank uh, Jorge Navoa once oh, yeah. again for the uh, ridiculously complicated and uh, beautifully edited video uh, that he put up last week. Check it out uh, on our Instagram or on our Facebook. Uh, thank you, Jorge. Oh, my voice is sitting pretty low today. That's
1: Basundo. That's,
0: it's yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk like this now for a while. Get right on the mic. Okay, uh, and the other thing I wanted to talk about—we mentioned it very briefly at the end of last episode—but uh, our good friend and founding sponsor, Leanne Hart, has put out her book. She's been talking about it for a while. She's been in the editing process, and guess what? You can get her book right now on the Amazon. It's called "Loving Rosenfeld" by Leanne Hart. You can pick it up on Kindle or on paperback. Go get it, and. Uh, uh, as somebody who has done exactly this a couple of times, it is a ridiculous accomplishment. Uh, so congratulations, Leanne. And Keith, that's I fantastic. believe that this particular novel is your precise oeuvre that you really, really uh, tend to gravitate towards. Uh, I, I haven't actually read it yet, but I will. Uh, there's there's a coffee and a book on the cover of the book. So, and, and that's uh, what it's about, Keith. You should know going in, it's about
1: books and coffee. So you'll just Books you'll, you'll love it, man. Yeah.
0: Excellent. All right. Well, check it out, guys. Uh, congratulations, Leanne. That is a huge accomplishment. Yeah, uh, awesome. I it it and and getting getting it across the finish line is really so hard. I mean, it is the the editing. I mean, I mean the obviously just writing an entire novel is 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 a lot. But like the editing process, the finishing process, the getting all of that done. So congratulations. Check it out, folks. While you're at it, check out my new book, The Farmer and the Two-Faced Lord, a picture book for adults with a very bleak and dark and horrible ending. Uh, you can also get it on Amazon. Just search for my name, Keith Farney, *The Farmer and the Two-Faced Lord. Uh, Jillian's, I, I, I'm editing a sort of reading rainbow version of it. Okay. It's a picture book, so we have all the pictures. And I showed Jillian the first draft of that, and she's like... Uh, this book makes the world a worse place. So... Well, that's a (laughs) blurb for the front cover if I've ever seen one. I know. So just think about that. My own wife, to me, said this book makes the world a worse place to live in. And I am so proud. That's exactly what I was hoping for. That is the review I'm looking for. So if that doesn't make you curious, I don't know what will. All right. Well, moving forward... Into filings and subpoenas, we have uh, we've heard from some old friends, some new friends, some old old friends. But yes. let's start with our moderator, of course, of of course, of course, Phoenix Cage, who is talking about last episode, uh, the confession, which we both really enjoyed. He says the three of us definitely agree on this wow. episode. Wow! My, I, I don't think we've ever agreed. All three of us on anything ever in all of space and time. Until now. Uh, but he's, Until now. But he says, My reasons are that it didn't focus on the morality of this case, but rather the broader ethics of the law. Meanwhile, it developed the relationships of the characters using the tension created by the case. Uh-huh. It had an A story so good, it didn't need a B story. So you can't argue that the B... Does that keep going? All right, well... Weird, I, I can't expand it. But that's that's all Phoenix had to say. He didn't have to say, I'm just gonna pretend he didn't say anymore. He also said, in undergrad, my focus was psychology and philosophy. Two of my finals were long papers on the subject of identity. Mike, you're making recommendations in and of itself. You really know your audience. Uh, so I will have to uh, check that out myself. And uh, yeah, so we and we talked about the uh, the Star Trek gig. And then we talked um, about video games a bit. And we talked about video games and VR for a bit. We also heard from founding sponsor, an old friend. Wait for it. Cloud Lover 69 has appeared out of the clouds. We've been, and, wait, we've, uh, we've been here for you all along, buddy. I, I Yeah. Uh, and here is what Cloud Lover 69 said Hello, Mike and Key. I think you meant Keith, but if not, I'll take it. I've been busy in real life things, so unfortunately, I haven't been able to be an active member of the jury. I respect the converse, the conversion of the weather segment to back-in-time true crime or whatever it needs to be in these trying times. <laughs> I will always fully support Mike's genius. However, I would also like to recognize the genius of fellow founding sponsor Jorge Novoa. Pending approval from CEO Jen, I would like to give my seat on the oopsie board of directors to Mr. Novoa, best cloud lover 69. Uh, Jorge, look at that. We, uh, one of our founding sponsors is offering uh, you a seat on the board. Now, I, I I, will have to discuss, you know, how, how we do our board thing, but I feel like maybe we can just get an extra chair.
1: Yeah, I mean, to to be frank and and look, I said it in my response and and real quick before I go back into pastiche, uh you know, there's a lot of real life happening all around. Yeah. Uh so yeah, it sure is. whether it's small or whether it's large, whatever it is, uh just know we are we are on your side. We're on your team. Always will be. We're always going to be here to uh make fun and to have fun. So you're always welcome back. um, um so good you know, best of luck and best wishes with whatever's going on. Hopefully, there's some good news too. Um,
0: that is set well, aside, he, he just said that or he or 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 she or they said there are things because we we don't know how yeah. Cloud Lover identifies. Uh, that that there are things going on in real life. Who knows? It could be good things. You just just be. I think that says <laughs> that, ex, that explains both of our psychology that we assumed that something terrible was happening. Yeah yeah you're right
1: you're absolutely right the
0: clouds the clouds will clear (laughs) the clouds it it might be like in space you might be an astronaut doing something awesome that's true
1: um (laughs) the other thing i'll say uh is that look we are so thankful for all of our sponsors and those who who, uh who have given us one-time donations monthly donations we were able to pay our hulu and um some of our youtube tv and uh but there are few enough that I don't think we've uh, even capped our board yet. So I don't know that we have to promote anyone. I <laughs> think basically anyone yeah. who has ever hit
0: play is on the board. I, I think our, our 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 board table is like the table in Citizen Kane. Yeah, where it's like you know, pass the salt, and you have to like walk. F- 20 feet past empty chairs. So we there's room, guys. There is room. Yeah, come aboard. Come aboard. <laughs> In fact, if you would like to be on the board, uh we oh, can here it is. we can show you just how to do that, can't we? Yes. Well, yeah, first off, you can contact us by emailing out of podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at out of practice podcast. You can also find our blog at out of And uh you can also do us a huge favor huge favor. If you're not going to join the board, at least join the jury. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else. That is the number one thing that helps us grow our subscriber base. So there it is. All right. Well, folks, that has been filing and subpoenas. Thank you so much for reaching out, everybody. And it is time now to hop back into the time machine and we are going all the way back to April 22nd, the year 2001. And it makes me wonder what was going on. stay
3: in the
1: basement. April 22nd. Yes. Uh, oof. Uh, uh, you know, there was some stuff happening. Um, but I was also rehearsing a play and uh, it was going well. We were about to open Uh. No, I guess we were still about a month from opening. We opened... No, you know what? We opened now. It was running for a few weeks before my my dad passed away. So uh, let's just take... I'll take this opportunity this week to say we were opening tribute uh, at the Dutch Country Players in Pennsylvania, which I think is still a thing that's happening. So uh, shout out to the Dutch Country Players. And uh, it was my first play that I'd ever been a uh, part of professionally, and uh, it was uh, a heck of a good time. So... Uh, this was also the first time in my life I had ever watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer because I was, uh, I had befriended a, a a girl who was introducing me to Buffy. Uh, as I didn't like going home, uh, as I think I mentioned, my oh, days were full of way. getting yeah getting up early, uh, doing life stuff, going to work, then doing more life stuff, then going back to work, and then my evenings after play rehearsal were for me, and so I was just hanging out with this girl, and uh, she was smoking pot, and we were
0: watching Buffy. So yeah, there you go. Do you happen to remember which episode you watched first or what season or what was happening in the general Buffyverse at that point?
1: Um, No, Uh, I do remember, so we watched G.I. Jane, not G.I. Jane, uh, Tank Girl first. Uh, that was the first oh. thing we did together. And then she was like, I'm really into Buffy. I was like, oh, cool, I never really watched. So I all I remember, and to be honest, I've never gone back and really watched Buffy again, but I do remember the character Giles and
0: how awesome I thought Giles was, is all I really recall. Oh, well, I mean, first off, Laurie Petty, awesome. She's, she's a character. Uh, but do you know that Giles is the brother of uh, the guy who was uh, saying the i think it was the russian in the original broadway cast of chess oh, i did not know that yeah they're both they're both like super musical folks and and uh hold on let me let me just let me just get his name correct cuz we're we are the better podcast here um his name of course is anthony held yeah i was right Anthony Head, not Anthony Held. That yeah, that's, yeah, that's what was yeah. I, I got nervous because I was confusing Anthony Held and Anthony Head. Uh yeah, his brother, I think, uh I forget what's his name, but but uh, Murray Head was the was in the original Broadway cast of chess. Of course, if you're a big uh, musical theater you know that. And Anthony Head was also in repo, the genetic opera, the uh yeah repo the genetic opera which was like this horror movie opera right it's unbelievable it's it's bonkers with sarah brightman and such it is it is horrifying but fascinating so definitely uh give that a check out if you're in a weird mood oh all right right. let's talk about you buddy yeah so i've been off on tangents i'm i'm I'm, I'm too many screens open, I'm looking confused, I'm on tangents. I've been there. But, and I'll, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why, because this week on The Basement is, as I teased, last week was my junior recital at Eastman. And uh, I've done a lot of things be, d- while researching this. I found the old recordings of that recital. And... uh I I listened to as much of it as I could bear, which was not a that's great tough. deal. That's tough. Yeah, that's rough. It was tough, and I and and here we'll we'll put up some pictures from that recital. Uh, oh Lord! So speaking of like <laughs> gi- Bobby's giant jackets, good Lord! I was a big, fatty fatso. Uh, I still am. <laughs> I had a brief moment where I wasn't, but as I was listening to uh, the recital itself, I was really struck by the fact that I could hear in the performance how much I didn't want to be there, which was really an odd thing to to note about yourself because I I wasn't ready to do this. I wasn't ready to do this music. My heart wasn't in it. And it's almost like you're listening to a recital... Of somebody with a gun to their head which is a weird thing to do because i i you know i love music and i love singing and i and i just profoundly love this whole thing but i just i just was not i just didn't sound good i wasn't happy and uh yeah so there it is but that well, was since we, uh
1: we haven't blurred his face shall we give a shall we shout out to the the accompanist
0: there oh that's chapel kingsland who was my uh, my second accompanist at school after the uh, <laughs> the woman who is now a world famous opera singer <laughs> broke up with me, sort of, <laughs> uh, which we told the story about before. Yeah, so it, I don't know. Like it was, it it made me a little melancholy this week going back and um, listening to this because well, you're, a young,
1: like, you're a young man. You know, there are two times in my professional career or in my career, I'll say, that I agreed to do something that I, uh, I later regretted. And generally, I think you and I can both attest to this, is generally when you um, when that happens, but you've already committed, you still give it, you know, part of being a professional is you give it the old college try. You, you don't want to be there. You don't like whatever it is or whatever, for whatever the case may be, but you still, you give it everything you got. Uh, but this one time, I got myself into something that was just just really embarrassing and bad. And I, mm. uh, my friend and I, who was, who was also part of it with me, I won't even mention my friend's name, kind of got a little drunk before the performance. Uh, mm. And this was a paid gig in front of people. And I just, I phoned her in. And, and the... The thing that sucks the most is that it has found its way to YouTube. So you know you can get there. It's you got to backdoor yourself oh. to the vid. But there's a video of me just like not being a professional, and and I regret it. I regret it. So yeah. you know, difference being there, Keith, is that you know it's it's not. It's we've put it on the internet now. Um, <laughs> but uh, well, you weren't a pro. You know what I mean. You were just well, they're life
0: lessons. No. Well, and and I don't regret having gone to that school. And I don't, I don't, I don't really regret having done that. It's just that I wouldn't change it today. Okay. If I had another shot when I was 18, I might have done, taken a different path. I think Mm -hmm. it was just one of those things where I, you know, we'll we'll talk about it more, but it was like, I ended up there because I could be Mm. as opposed to because I wanted to be. I got you. And and, uh, anyway, so it, it, yeah, it's just, I, I'd love to do it again now when I could enjoy it because I, I think if I, if I could go, cause I was, I was literally thinking I played through some of the old stuff from that and I'm like, ai can sing it now, which is really fun. And, but I don't, and I don't remember any of the languages, that kind of stuff, but I, I wish I could today go and have those voice lessons and work on that rep again but not for a reason. Not to be judged, not to make a career in it but just for the for the fun of it because if I were doing it for the fun of it I think it would be fun as opposed to like oh god I have to like become an opera singer blah 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 blah. It was, it was weird. It's one of all the right. reasons
1: I lobby that most, most, not all, uh, most kids should have to take two to three years before they go to college. Like, you just aren't yeah. you aren't fully baked yet and you're not getting out of it what
0: what you're paying for it. Uh, uh, unquestionably. Yeah. No, I I wish I'd taken a year or two. Like, there was, there was no hurry. Like, and, and I would be, I would have been much more ready for it emotionally, physically. I mean, when you're 18 as a singer, like, you're just, your instrument isn't developed yet. And so you're, I'm literally still in puberty, for God's actually, sake. Actually, biologically, right?
1: This is, basically now you've it's only the past five years you've really you're really ready to yeah. your voice oh is yeah no baked. i
0: mean the for for Th- for classical right? singing yeah classical singing your prime is like 30 to 45 so Thief. i'm I'm, Thief? I'm what i'm doing right here is wasting my prime talking on a podcast <laughs> 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 with that we should segue out of here <laughs> we're with just gonna regret our
1: life again about- <laughs> It's time for the Out of Practice podcasts This Day
4: in the World. Uh, The greatest hits, the biggest movies, headlines from Vermont, essential sports updates, and for some inexplicable reason, the weather from 20 years ago. Now back to Keith
0: and Mike. Okay, folks, we are talking about April 22nd, the year 2001. And the number one song was All for You by Janet Jackson. The top movie was Bridget Jones' Diary, which took over the first place in its second week because it was a sleeper hit. It was not first place its first week, but there it was. The Burlington Free Press talked about 30,000 people protesting the free trade pact in Quebec. This
1: now that's
0: video, a jam. Now
1: this is a jam.
0: This cover is so hilarious. If you're... Uh, I'll put it out. It is, uh, I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes because this person covering it got their all of their ridiculous musical theater friends to f- stupid dance behind oh the video. No. And it is ridiculously like, fun. Like on purpose? Like, like on purpose. Oh, okay. It, it basically like if you and I and Jen and Jillian were like, okay, I want you to 80s dance, but like do the best you can. <laughs> Which will be hilarious. <laughs> that was but, like, me during the
1: uh, the Super Bowl halftime show last night. Uh, we were on camera with a couple friends, and they had kids, and the kids were big fans of the weekend, so they wanted to have a dance party. So I, you know me, Keith. I'm not oh, going to yeah. give you 25%. I went no. for it. And uh, I don't know that I'm going to be getting out of this chair anytime soon.
0: Yeah, so how much Advil did you have after halftime? Enough. Uh,
1: that and some uh, some Haz- Basil Hayden.
0: <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for that. Coming up next is everybody's favorite segment entitled. It's time. It's time time for sports. Sports My beloved at the time Philadelphia Flyers. We're in game six of the first round of the Stanley Cup Flyers against the hated rival Buffalo Sabres. So I'm just going to set this up. It is the Flyers. We were in the Stanley Cup Finals last year against the hated rival Buffalo Sabres. We won game five. All we need to do is win game six to force a game seven and continue this terrific season. I was pumped. This is what happened. That's one nothing Buffalo. That's two nothing, Buffalo. Oh, no. That's three nothing, Buffalo. Oh, boy. That's four nothing, Buffalo. Oh,
1: boy. There's more. People are very excited, at least.
0: Well, we're in Buffalo.
1: Oh. Oh, come on, Philly.
0: No. That's 5 nothing Buffalo. Oof.
1: Yikes. <laughs> no, is it keep going? Oh, yeah. It's 6 nothing Buffalo. Wow, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, and there's more. Okay.
0: Yeah. It's Seven, nothing,
1: Buffalo. I don't know that he even tried to
0: stop that. Who was who was in goal? I think it was Roman Czech to begin with, but I think that might be Brian Boucher. Yeah, they just called you in. Keith is now in Keith's it's in the net eight, eight. eight. Nothing. Buffalo. What game is this again? This is game six. Oh, this boy. is this eliminated us.
1: Well, I mean, if you're gonna go out, eight it eight is not Boucher. a bad way. 80 was oh, not a bad way.
0: My, I think that was an afternoon game. And I remember Ooh. that really well because I was so into it. And I just I every game that entire series had been tight, had been like overtime, battle, 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 battle. We won game five. We were alive and just an epic shitting of the bed. For those of you who are not hockey fans, like usually a team scores three or four goals uh, to win the game. And then, like, a high-scoring game gets up to five. Like, you don't see a team score eight goals hardly ever. And in the playoffs, come on. So that was uh, a bit anticlimactic to the end of the Philadelphia Flyers series and season. Okay, it is now time
5: I'm a human being. God damn it! My life has value, and I'm not going to take this anymore.
0: It's time to
3: talk about
5: the damn episode.
0: Wait, you know, we almost timed that. We it timed it close. really close. It close. I'm pretty impressed. We got it
1: perfectly last week, so I know we can uh, do it. I just need just a little more
0: indication. Yeah. Okay. Oh, right. I, I will. I will indicate harder. But thus far, Keith.
1: Nothing's fucked up, which means the oopsies should be a hot fucking mess.
0: Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Well, we find out what's broken we don't know about. That's really the... uh,
1: (laughs) How much did Mike do at 11
0: a.m., that uh, prep work? (laughs) Spoiler alert, not a a ton. No. So we are, again, uh, talking about Season 5, Episode 19, entitled Home of the Brave. Now, sit down. Get comfortable. Let's talk about who wrote this. Okay. It was written the teleplay by David E. Kelly, Lynn E. Little, Adam Armis, and Nora K. Foster. With a story by David E. Kelly, Lynn E. Lit, Adam Armis, Nora K. Foster, and Mark Guggenheim. So there's a lot of cooks in this kitchen. And it was directed by Keith Samples, who last directed Death Penalties. Which leaves us with one more thing to do.
1: What is that supposed to be? What's your problem? Is this what happens to women when you insert your penis? What? What? What does Mike think's gonna happen? You now what if he would have drank the curdled milk?
6: Then what would have happened?
1: You know yesterday Keith, we had curdled milk and uh, Jen was like, "What's all this white stuff floating the coffee?" while we're like guck, 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 guck. Oh god. Oh, that's not good. And do you know what CEO Jen did Keith because I was I was working. This wasn't yesterday. This was Friday. Doesn't matter when, not part of not mm-hmm. pertinent to the story, but I was working yeah. and she went out in the inclement weather. And drove and got more cream so we could have coffee together.
0: God damn. She, I, I think Jen might be the nicest person any of us know. To one, say that, like, she's nicer than you or me is ridiculously obvious, but she is just profoundly one of the nicest people I've ever met.
1: Without, uh, almost every time that I introduce her to a new person or a new friend or somebody who hasn't met her yet, and She's no longer there. The first question I get every time is always, "She's that's she's not really like that all the time, is she?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, that's her. That's she's like that most of the time." I mean, I can I'm as you may have may or may not have guessed, I can be difficult. <clears throat> um, what? So you know, <laughs> I can't imagine. It's it's not all. She sometimes has to defend herself. So uh, she does she does have uh, other degrees, um, but you know. I know when when that when the kettle is uh, whistling because I'll, I I often will get a I will not be spoken to that way and I'm like whoop. that's when I know I've pushed yeah, well good
0: for her yeah damn right good for her yeah you know because uh, I I don't know if uh, people also know I also ha- uh, have moments of being difficult
3: hmm. I, I, two peas I, I in that get little get
0: you, teeny pod I want to get your shocked face. <laughs> We are two of the most uniquely difficult people in the world, but different. We're, yes. We are difficult in different ways. I'm more of like a uh, narcissist, linguistic, bully bulldog, and, mm-hmm. and and you're, how would you describe your difficulty? Um, I'm a lawyer. I will argue
1: the other side of the coin, even if I don't agree with it or believe it, just to friggin' be a pain in the ass yeah well that that I'm that's, a contrarian at times, I would say
0: yeah i I will definitely go into the courtroom, but I will always believe it whether it makes any sense or not i I, I will be able to talk myself into believing it so no. i I would i I'd be the good lawyer because I would be Bobby and I would always talk myself into thinking that my client was innocent even though they were blatantly guilty though Keith, I think. Today
1: we talked about it a little bit off air, so I won't I won't relitigate it. But you know, you and I also are. But to, to our counterpoint is, we're also very fiercely loyal people. So we we, we reward are. loyalty, and we are loyal, and uh, we surround ourselves with those type of people, which is difficult to find in our small little circle of business. So uh, it's not all it's not all bad. No,
0: it's mostly no, no. bad. It's mostly no, we're, bad. I, look, we're 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 great people, but we're we're difficult sometimes. Yes. That's all okay uh well, what were we doing oh you're gonna tell me what happens in this episode yeah so I think that the uh sheer uh
1: quantity of creatives on this episode is indicative of the fact uh, that the previously on which i watched this week um and it was a it was a doozy it was like a minute and a half previously on is bringing back to the forefront a variety of through lines that we've had so we've got Does everyone remember that Lucy was a uh, a rape crisis counselor? Because that's back, apparently. Um, Does everyone remember when uh, Eugene was in a buddy cop show with Ernie Sabella? Because that's coming back. And there's one other thing uh, in the previously on that I've forgotten, but it's coming back. And so I think that in order to merge these three storylines, they probably had to bring back into the fold the folks who were working on those storylines, would be my guess. That makes a lot of sense. Um, how we're going to? We're, I would. I would. I, I'm. I'm. I'm tempted to think that we're going to have just have multiple stories going because mm-hmm. to to somehow merge a Lucy as a rape counselor, crisis counselor, and Ernie Sibella's like generally general comedic
0: appearances. Yeah, seems, that's a, that's a bit of a tone
1: shock, Yeah. yeah. Though he was sad puppy at the last one, I mean it. They it is a sad kind of tale. Oh, he's, all, he's heartbreaking, yeah. Um, and let's not also forget this wasn't mentioned, but we do now have bad guy Helen back. So let's right. not forget that from last week. So anyway, I it's the it's the, we're coming up to the close of the season of big swings. So I don't want to let us anybody down. Um, this will be the last appearance of Ernie Sabella on the practice. Because somehow, somewhere, some why, Ernie get dead.
0: Oh shit! Ernie get wow. Dead. You're gonna kill off Ernie Sabella. What kind of a monster are you? It's look. That's why they needed such a huge team in
1: order to craft a deft narrative in order to <laughs> murder Ernie Sabella. Uh, they swing, needed a big kids. team. Big swing. You,
0: hey, y- y'all asked for it.
1: You got it. Okay.
0: Wow. You're gonna kill Pumbaa. <laughs> you're a monster. Hey. You, you it's, heard it's it here they, first. Mike and Deglio killed Pumbaa.
1: He deserved it. You know what I mean? You fart that much. Some At some point, somebody's got to get pissed off. Oh, then
0: no one in this house would be alive. <laughs> Not after that dark chocolate chili, let me tell you. Woo! Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. That's after last Super Bowl. Like we, we held it in, and then we were able to fly home. <laughs> Okay, folks. Well, if you would like to listen to us, listen to the episode, then you should hop over to uh, hop over to your <laughs> podcasting service of choice, and we will see you back here for the oopsies. Season five,
1: episode nineteen, in the home of
0: the brave. Who's the yeah.
7: Helen Gamble. You know, I actually really like working with her.
0: Uh, I also have the hum of no audio.
7: Don't you have a kid to go home to? I do, and I'm going. How late are you going to be? Oh,
0: not much oh. longer. Richard. Oh, Richard Bay has walked in.
1: The camera Who's setup mine? for both of those shots. Minutes. So the, the, the shot for Kelly there is a different camera height than the shot for Richard, which makes her look giant and him look just and minuscule.
0: Yeah, they're like obsessed with making him look super short. It it is such a weird fixation they have with how short he is. But meanwhile, uh, welcome back, uh, Kelly, from uh, maternity.
1: That's right. She all babied. Okay, so uh, anyway, we talked right over the episode, and this is the beginning. So he's uh, offering a a deal for a client, and uh, Lucy said something about working with Helen. Uh, So, yeah, stuff's happening. So
0: there you go.
8: That's the same offer you made over the phone.
9: I know. I came here to make it in person. What's the matter? Nothing. I just think you should take the deal on Guzman. Guzman sounds familiar. The drugs
8: weren't his. I can't recommend him to take it. He won't win
9: this. We have not seen
0: him. Okay.
8: You're acting a little odd. Why have you come down here? I'm talking to you
9: now not just as a DA, Lindsay, but one with whom your firm has a relationship. Do your client a very big favor and convince him to take this deal.
8: I'm going to ask you one
1: more time. What is going
9: on? I'm just here to suggest very strongly that he take the 18
0: months.
1: That's yeah, all I am saying. between say. the lines here, Kelly. He can't say. The offer's
8: rejected.
0: He's because like Lindsay, bullhorning between the lines please. right now.
1: <laughs>
8: Tell me more than what you're telling me.
0: I can't. Which is a fair question. The offer's rejected. So, is Richard trying to do the right thing? Is Richard trying to do the wrong thing?
1: Well, He's trying so to do something. it's so early in the episode, my my guts telling me that uh, Lindsay made a mistake there.
0: Yeah, well, they certainly set it up as the teaser. I, I, I will say, it's pretty clear Lindsay did something consequential there. Okay, all right, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it is interesting, the, the way they've written the character of Bay up to this point, Like, we really don't know what his motives would be there. Like, it wouldn't be unprecedented for him trying to to be trying to do the right thing, but it also wouldn't be unprecedented for him to be trying to screw her.
1: I'll say this though, the direction's generally good on this show, but but Richard Bay, uh, Jason Kravitz's performance is always very good, and he's very good at at distincting between uh, when he's kind of nefarious and when he's being sincere, and that felt sincere, the performance at least. Agreed.
3: 18 months doesn't seem like a
8: terrible offer. He says the drugs weren't his.
2: Understood, but if your defense is the police planted them when he's got a prior.
8: Well, first of all, I think I can beat the search.
2: What if you can't? Will the deal still be there? I don't know. Take it.
1: Take it. Don't tell me what to do, Bobby. Take it. Okay, or Eugene? Gene? Uh, welcome hey, back! I summer. saw you, Eugene. Very funny. He only works with Eugene exclusively. Apparently.
10: After the detective, I'll call you to the stand. Gone. You'll make the ID, and then I'll ask it's you to describe. Great God rays coming the right. through
1: the old windows there. Now, I'm going to need they you don't. to be
10: as detailed as possible. Okay, Meredith. Meredith.
1: Okay. Uh oh.
10: Look, I know this is rough, but I'll be there.
1: Keith, I saw what I saw with Lucy in the previously on, and I'm seeing Helen with a young woman here, and I'm getting nervous.
0: Yes, and while you're doing it, let's introduce her. Lady Who Makes Mike Nervous! Young woman who probably maybe needs a rape crisis counselor. Yes, indeed. This is Megan Henning from I Know Who Killed Me, NYPD Blue, Mad Men, 7th Heaven, and get ready for a deep dive. I did some, uh, some better work here. She is also from the Brotherhood of Poland, New Hampshire, which was a 2003 television show created and written by David E. Kelly. Whoa. And it starred uh, Randy Quaid, John Carroll Lynch, also from The Practice, Mayor Winningham, and Cusack, Chris Penn, and Cleo King. It has the theme song exactly like Picket Fences, And it was canceled after five episodes. They actually had four episodes of this show, which never aired, despite it being a pretty high profile show on CBS, which I watched because as a David E. Kelly fan, I remember watching the first few episodes of this show. It uh, didn't stick around. Uh, Keith, uh, quick
1: aside, uh, since we're talking about CBS, and we're talking, uh, yesterday was the Super Bowl, and we know that the, the practice itself had a big post-Super Bowl splash one year. It did. Uh, did you stick around for the Queen Latifah vehicle, the Equalizer, as which was the big pimped show on the Super Bowl all
0: episode? I did not, because uh, I don't think I've watched a TV show live with commercials in 10,000 years but I I was aware of the show because Jillian auditioned for it a couple of times.
1: Hmm. Well, uh, if you were wondering what was missing in your life and you thought the answer was a Queen Latifah Chris Noth vehicle, uh, you you were uh, wrong.
10: I'll walk you through this. I don't
11: understand why it's me who has
10: to go on trial. You won't be on trial. It's just going to seem that way. Lucy! I'll get you in a few minutes.
11: Her parents didn't fly in. I talked him out of it.
7: You know, if you look the
1: at, that at know me Marla's the body of work prior when to th- this show,
7: you don't mm-hmm. have any. There's shame no way this. they could have known. Know, but that her attorney, is blame me. before that they yourself. cast her. I also said that that's standard strategy in no. date rape cases.
0: Well, because she was you just go in cast as the comedic strong, relief. Stick to the truth; you're gonna be fine. And all the well, she's also like a child actress no yeah. before yeah, yeah. this. This is her first like I would adult work, really. Far. Well, you
7: have. There's just a little further to go.
0: So Lucy is counseling wasn't this Ten grams, woman Manning. through a you date break Looking case. at a lot of time. Look, if they're offering 18 then months, that
5: tells me the DA knows this is weak.
8: Maybe he knows the drugs were planted. I don't think he'd prosecute if he thought that. Look. This DA, he seems to be suggesting that something else could be in play here. Do you know what that could be?
5: No. Could it be bluffing? Afraid he might lose the suppression hearing?
8: It's possible, but I didn't get that feeling.
5: Why not just try with the motion to suppress? And if we lose... My concern
8: then- is the state may pull the plea if they win on that.
5: This guy's hair is This stuff
0: wasn't mine. <laughs> I'm not going well to cop to it. spotted. <laughs> That's the insightful info you come to here to bypass we'll for. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, let's <laughs> set up the family. Family of... People being prosecuted, one of whose hair is curly. I think grandma
1: or ma or other person in the room there seemed very familiar Was she in In the Heights? Question mark.
0: Oh, totally. I don't believe so. Uh, but this family, the person on trial, Manny, is played by, by Maurice Compta from Narcos, Mayans MC, The Last Ship from Dust Till Dawn, The Series, and Breaking Bad. His brother Hector is played by Ronaldo Gallegos from Animal Kingdom, Logan, American Sniper Rambo, and Sons of Anarchy. Wow. And the mom is Anne Betancourt from The Strain, Mission Impossible 3, and a bunch of other things. It's dole. But she's super familiar. Uh, look, she's done theater stuff. I
5: basically raised my brother. I never knew his father. He's an honest kid. And he's made mistakes, but he owns them when he does. Like, what I'm trying to say is, if he says the drugs weren't his, they weren't his.
8: I'll do my best, Hector.
5: Mr. Look, I, I've done okay for myself. Huh? I have the auto shop and all, but Manny, he's good at school, even. He's got a chance at college.
8: I'll help your brother as best I can.
5: Thank you.
6: I developed the case. I already settled out with the doctor. I just well, need. forty-five
2: thousand. Thirteen-year-old girl, liver failure. Forty-five did seems low.
1: Eugene, in no uncertain terms, tell Ernie Sibella to not contact him again.
0: Oh well, yeah, he certainly did on on I think every occasion they've uh, seen each other.
1: <clears throat> Hold on, uh, breaking news. CEO Jen is trying to get my attention. I guess. Oh. CEO Jen, uh, go for it.
0: Shit's going down. Do you
1: want me to exchange these? I'm e- watching
0: the sure. marital
1: yeah. interaction. Great. Just get the find the black ones on top of my beer and just like just a different color that you think would look good. Uh, very important. Real life happening. Really, really important. Uh, I for those who have been who have been worried about it, I will let you know that uh, we are going to exchange my stretchy jeans for even stretchier jeans.
0: Ooh, I think that is a very good COVID call. (laughs) Because even stretchy couldn't handle what I was throwing down. (laughs) Yes, well, I've gone from my stretchy poncho to uh, what could loosely be described as a circus tent. (laughs) I was wondering why one of my legs
1: was uh, constantly on pins and needles, and I think just the tightness of my
0: jeans... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Wait, Mixed is one nerve. of her legs fatter than the other leg? No, I just think <laughs> you I... You should just like... <laughs> probably see a doctor.
6: <laughs> they needed the money. Plus, the drug company is the deep pocket here. Well, have
0: they offered anything?
6: Not yet, but you know how this goes. Things get settled on the courthouse steps. I expect an offer. Oh, you do? The girl got hurt bad, Eugene. Like you say, and these big drug companies, they don't like the publicity of trials. They
2: don't like to set a precedent of settling either. Now, uh, you said this drug comes with a warning to doctors. Not proven to be safe and effective on children under
6: 16. Saying not proven safe is different from saying dangerous. I'm telling you, Eugene, there's a case here. They'll settle this.
1: Well, they, he went to the right law firm. They do okay. uh, get money from Big Corp. And why uh, do you need me? They sure do. Well, my track record in product liability Sometimes cases... Sometimes they
6: tease it and then I don't, don't think do, I do exactly it, exactly put the fear of God in them. Now, your case where you took on the EPA... A $30 million verdict. It was cut down. But you got the verdict. If I have you guys on board as co-counsel, I know I can chip the settlement up. I'll give you a third of my contingency. Harlan, I I don't know. Please. These are good people, Eugene. Yeah, but every time I sign up with you, I end up getting embarrassed.
0: That's not going to happen this time. But it's really good TV.
6: I've worked hard here. I developed the file. I beat their motion to dismiss. I got it to trial. I got it to trial, but you don't think you can
2: win at trial. That's why you said ernie has so been doing better. Serve. Eugene's yes. had a
0: good influence over him. I just want to be sure they get something. Or Harland. Ernie's always doing great.
1: I'm still, I gotta say, I'm still upset about in his last appearance, he did that awesome switch Ruby in front of mm-hmm. uh, Linda Hunt and. You know Eugene was so embarrassed by it, but subsequent to
0: that, we've seen our cl- our our firm pull all kinds of bullshit. We always do. I've been co- pulling bullshit since the uh, the pilot. So what we do. I mean, Ernie de- or, uh, Harlan does it in a particularly more theatrical fashion, which I very much enjoy.
11: We had been to a party, and he was walking me home. The all defendant. Right,
1: Get serious here. Yes. Editing all comedy.
11: And. We got about halfway to my dorm.
1: Got a new judge. When? When what, Meredith?
11: Well, first he just started saying that he was going to come back to my room with me so that we could fool around. What did you say to that? Hey! I think I
1: laughed it off. Keith, I'm going to need those TPS reports. Yes, indeed. I'll I'll
0: do it. I was going to introduce him later, uh, but of course, Gary Cole is back as uh, Taggart, the defense attorney.
11: I didn't want to be mean, so I didn't really answer him. And then when we got to my room, we went inside. You let him in? Yes. We were still talking. And I had some soda in my refrigerator, so we had a drink. And then suddenly he just grabbed me, and he tried to kiss me. What did you do then? I pushed him off. I mean, we weren't even on a date. He was just walking me home from a party. And what happened after you tried to push him off? I think I laughed again. I don't know, to make the situation less awkward, but I told him, no, it's time to go. And he grabbed me again. After you said no, yes. He pushed me onto the floor. And then what, Meredith? He pulled up my skirt, and
0: this music is wildly unnecessary. I was but he pulled
1: my panties down. It was so. It was what so. What did effect- you do?
0: Effective without it.
11: I tried to fight him off, but he had my knees pinned.
0: To I the mean, floor. she is giving a unbelievable performance. and
11: I couldn't and then he was him um, forcing himself inside of me
1: we're getting tears and snot and
11: did you have intercourse
1: all of the fluids it wasn't
11: intercourse
10: at any time did you consent to this
11: no he was raping me
1: gavel it closed because yeah uh, i mean game over
0: yeah. and but you also you I was on can night see why saw david e remembered her what happened as next? the actress as i approached the like, defendant's vehicle i got a new a show coming gesture. out i'm gonna make her what exactly did a, he series do? regular on that he
12: reached under the seat as if he was going for a weapon
9: and what did you do officer
1: fearing for my safety i pulled out my service revolver and asked him to step out of the vehicle i then i forget this
0: judge's name but he's no nonsense i remember that he is it is Frank Burney as Judge West, but while we're doing it, let's introduce the guy on the stand. Cop on the stand. Guy doing an approximation of a Boston accent. This is Kevin Chapman, who uh you would know cuz he was a series regular on Person of Interest. He was also on City on the Hill, Sneaky Pete, Rescue Me and Brotherhood. He is uh gone on to play that character in a lot of things past this
9: and began to search the vehicle for a possible weapon did you find any
12: no but under the driver's seat was a plastic bag containing what was later determined to be 10
5: grams of crack cocaine <laughs> i placed the defendant under arrest and advised him of his rights
1: actually it's that's a pretty good boston accent
8: you feared for your safety that's correct after you got he the defendant out of his car what did you do next
1: Local hire for weapons. Only.
8: did you call for backup?
1: No, I thought I could handle it.
8: Did you pat frisk?
1: Actually, I thought
5: the weapon was in the vehicle. How about handcuffs? At that point, no.
1: You were alone and... Keith, what does Jason Kravitz know that we don't know? I don't know. You left my client unrestrained and unsupervised? Like I said, I thought I could
12: handle
8: it. While you were searching the vehicle, where was the defendant standing?
12: A few feet behind me, I guess.
8: You turned your back on him while in fear for your safety.
12: Only for about 30 seconds or so.
8: Your Honor, we move to suppress all evidence in this case. Officer LeMay's search here clearly does not fall under the Terry exception. He has failed to provide any legal basis for a weapon search.
9: The fact that the defendant made a furtive gesture is not disputed here. If you consider the defendant's suspicious behavior, the time of night, the neighborhood, a reasonable police officer would have feared for his safety and searched the car.
6: Perhaps, but the fact remains Officer LeMay failed to conduct a simple pat frisk. That tells me... He wasn't threatened by this defendant, nor was he concerned for his safety. I am finding the search to be illegal. Charges are dismissed.
0: Boom, okay. Lindsay. Oh, well. Oh, yes. It's a little early to win. A little early to win the case. I don't know, that music is not the triumphant, the practice music. Uh-oh. People coming.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. Daniel Gooseman. Oh, you're under arrest. Get your hands up. Step
13: back, sir.
4: What's going on here?
6: Immigration, Your Honor.
4: Yeah. Hey. on what grounds?
6: Violations of the Illegal Immigration Reform and Immigrant Responsibility Act.
5: What? What's happening?
8: You're deporting him. Don't worry, Manny. I'll take care of this. Don't say a word to anybody. Okay. Do not
1: talk. So, is the calculation that if he had taken the deal, he would have been in an American. He would have been in the prison system, so that he, so he would have not been deported.
0: I think that's a reasonable assumption. Man, Richard, that's... Huh. See, he was trying to help. Keith, I mentioned I guess-
1: before that I have a little crush on Kelly Williams.
0: Oh, you've mentioned having a crush on pretty much all of the cast, male and female. Now, now. The conference room. They make a, make a make a make a make oh. a you happy. Ladies and
1: gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. All right. I'm just gonna say this quickly. I've always been on Team Bobby. You know that. However, there is a rule when it comes to men's fashion, and it is always sometimes never. Bobby is rocking the double button buttoned, and that is the never of the always sometimes never.
0: There it is, folks. And uh, as I always say, what's going on? Uh, Eugene and I have a settlement conference
6: (laughs) here. Yes, opposing counsel wanted to have it at my office. I think because they suspect I don't have one. Harlan, I can't have our office cluttered up. I will make it all neat. I swear.
0: Eugene, he wants to. We work at the firm. (laughs) He does. He wants the fruit water.
2: I didn't know he was going to bring this
1: stuff here. Ladies and gentlemen. This just in: It's a three-button suit. Excuse me, I did not see the third button. Bobby is uh, always sometimes. He is sometimesing here. He is, he not... is
0: firmly okay. Well, he is uh, the appeal. I will. I will allow it. Case dismissed. He is sometimesing. What's this case and what's
2: our involvement? Product liability against a drug company that injured a little girl. Har- and this
1: has been fashion court with Mike and Keith, who haven't worn. <laughs>
0: Mike is thirsty for fashion.
1: He's thirsty. He's gonna need some more stretchy pants.
2: When <laughs> <laughs> this guy ponies you up every he has a really time. fat leg, I told him but my the Jonah other one's skinny. That's all it will be. Why can't you ever say no to this guy?
1: <sighs> he hasn't Verdict. been to the doctor in a decade, but it's high time. Cause that I, I think it's lupus. You invited my client
4: into your dormitory room, didn't you, Miss
1: Dance?
11: I didn't invite him in to have sex.
4: You invited him in, offered him a drink. A soda. Had you been drinking alcohol that evening?
11: I had of had, course
4: had some is alcoholic Gary Cole? punch, yes. And Ms. Danzer, when you say that my client grabbed you and kissed you against your will, you admit Big that fan. you kissed him back. Isn't that correct?
11: I kissed him a little bit, but I wasn't reciprocating. I didn't want
4: to... You didn't want to what? Rebuff his advances?
11: I didn't want to totally hurt his feelings. But he knew that I wasn't interested.
4: Move to strike. Sustained.
14: Miss Dancer, please don't tell us what he knew.
11: I told him to stop. I pushed him off of me.
4: After this incident occurred?
11: It wasn't an incident. It was rape.
4: After it occurred, did you then call the police? Eventually. How long after this incident did you call the police? Three days. Three days?
11: I was confused.
4: Confused about whether you'd been raped?
11: I wasn't. I was in shock. I needed to talk to someone, so I went to the Rape Crisis Center to talk to a counselor.
4: You met with a rape counselor?
11: Yes, at the Boston Crisis Center.
4: Do you remember the counselor's name?
11: Yeah. Lucy Hatcher, she's right there.
4: What did you tell Miss Hatcher?
10: Objection, privilege.
4: Sustained. Did you become clear that you'd been raped after talking to this counselor? Yes. After meeting with this counselor, that's when you decided to call the police?
1: Yes. Why is that a big reveal. I,
0: I, what does he think he has here? Like, like that's an insinuation an that American. she convinced Chico was born in this country. No, it's I
8: adopted Manny when he was a year old. He was my sister's boy. She came here from Colombia to get her green card. She was only here for a month.
1: You know, not, not, you know, not to mention that, unfortunately, uh, then and even now. A lot of women, especially college age, have to be educated on what rape is because a lot of them are, are still the society brings people up thinking that they deserved it or they should have said or,
0: or, or bear some responsibility in it yeah. and, and all that. Yeah, no, of, of course. and I think it's a very I mean it's it's an important topic. and I'm, I'm glad that they're they're having Lucy be our our, our window in to this and these questions. Meanwhile, Gary Cole plays such a good asshole. Like, he was spending, like, 1990 through 2005, like, playing assholes before he went in his comedic turn.
8: When she was killed in a car accident.
0: And meanwhile, legally
8: adopted him. this other yes, case. Yes, I have all the court papers.
0: It's a Dreamers case. Mm, yep. 20 years before the Dreamers. Yep. Or 10 years
1: before the Dreamers. It, it, it's it's funny how, and you know what, to be honest, we haven't really gotten the Ernie Sabella case yet. We don't really know what's happening there, but... um. They're always like oh we got two heavy handers so we're going to have to we're going to have to bring in the comedic relief somehow.
0: Yeah. Did but you it, file I'd,
8: papers with the immigration service? I
0: love that they're telling this story about a, a no, dreamer but essentially. Me, I
8: me I had to do that.
0: Before it was okay. part of our public consciousness or at least of everybody. Is a resident
8: of this country. What? Why? You're not a US citizen and because you have a felony drug conviction on your record the INS has the power mm-hmm. to remove you. They want to send you back to Colombia. Back to Colombia? He doesn't even know anyone in Colombia. We have no family there. He doesn't
5: even speak Spanish.
8: Something is going on here. I don't know what, but...
5: The drug conviction was over a year ago. Why do they want to deport him now?
12: I thought she wanted to have sex. She said that she pushed you off. Yes, one second she was pushing me off, the next she was was kissing me. Did she tell you to stop? She said no a couple times. But what? It wasn't no, like don't. It was more no, like we shouldn't be doing this. Well, what was the difference in your mind? Well, we weren't even on a date. We just met at a party and I was walking her home. She didn't. Which is, it, it, this, I felt this testimony she wanted to have really sex,
0: does show the difference between compl- 2001 and today. Because she said no, but gavel, 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 guilty. Let's all go home. Like, like there's there's no but to be said about that.
1: Yeah, although, Keith, I would argue that there there isn't a difference because I I don't it isn't today. It's not gavel gavel. Let's all go home. There's still, you know, look at the Kavanaugh hearings. Look at the the, yeah, the guy Jesus, who of just got out of college. Like, it's still it's well, the same. Well, I'll
0: put it this way. Today we know it should be that way. Okay. <laughs> but, I mean we knew it then too, but it was like more people know that it should be that way today. At least we're talking about it today. Yes, slightly more.
4: Yeah. <laughs> it's, about it,
1: about it's all it, all
0: promiscuous.
4: Did you force yourself on her? No.
1: And this has been women's rights by Keith and Mike, to straight- by Two straight white, white men, yeah, who know nothing about anything.
12: I definitely took the initiative, but I thought I was doing something we've-
1: You know, I had, and this is some years ago, but I'll never forget, you know, it, constantly, and you know to be an ally these days is is takes you have to do legwork you know it it used to be you could just be very supportive and it's no longer that way like there's just so much more nuance in things <clears throat> and i consider myself pretty uh pretty up on my my allyhood but even that is is lukewarm uh these days i have to keep continually educate myself anyway um what I'm getting at here is that I'll never forget one of the, one of the more eye-opening experiences of myself is, you know, early career days. Uh, Keith, I think we're both in the same boat. You know, you're auditioning, you're getting headshots, you're doing the stuff, right? And right. I had a, a a girlfriend who came home and was just like distraught and really upset. And I, I um, I'm gonna be really vague here because I don't want to like, you know, talk about someone else's trauma, but, um. I basically was like, what's going on? And the long and short of it is, is that just in like a routine headshot experience, uh, things got complicated and and b- boundaries were crossed in like, you know, this, this particular photographer tr- convinced uh, my girlfriend that like, she should take some more like scantily clad headshots because it's good for her career. And, Ugh. you know, she wasn't sure whether like he was being... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Uh, predatory, but at the same time felt sort of coerced into something that she wasn't completely comfortable with. And just that, just that uncomfortability and the fact that she was confused as to whether this was even predatory brings us back to the fact that there are these shades of gray that there shouldn't be, right? It should be black. If you are uncomfortable, that's fucked
0: up. Well, and and, yeah, I mean, obviously, in a situation like that, like, Sorry, uh, a photographer—you should never, ever, ever <laughs> be telling. So- if somebody comes to you and says, "I would like to take some scantily clad pictures," great, go to town. <laughs> but sorry, you have to tell me off the air which photographer it was.
1: Yeah, it's a—it's this is a fucked up. The whole business is fucked up. But I guess when yep. you really zoom out, they're all fucked up. Yep.
4: Both wanted. Now, after you had sex, Mr. Smith, then what happened? Uh,
12: we shared a ginger ale, we talked for a while, and then I left. Was she crying, or...? No. Did she seem upset? No. I mean, she did have
4: some regret, but... What kind of regret?
12: Well, she just kept saying we really shouldn't have done that, and that she's not the type of girl who meets a man and has sex. But she wasn't angry at me. She seemed to be more angry at herself.
10: Did she rip her own clothes?
12: No, I probably did that.
10: What about the bruise on her left wrist?
12: If I did that, I certainly never realized I was hurting her.
10: So when she said no, you figured she didn't really mean it, and therefore you took the initiative?
12: I guess that's right.
10: So you bruised her wrist, you tore her clothes off, she told you to stop. But in your mind, you figured she really wanted it.
12: Yes. A lot of women, they don't want to be thought of as promiscuous, so they'll resist a little, even though they really want you to keep going.
10: Yikes. I see. Yikes. I think we can end with that answer. <laughs>
0: Good job, Alan.
10: <laughs> Agreed.
12: <laughs>
14: witness
4: may step down. Like...
0: Game over, folks. Your Honor,
4: at this time, we'd like to call Lucy Hatcher to the stand.
10: Objection. This witness has no competence or foundation. This
4: witness was the turning point in Ms. Danzer's decision to falsely accuse my client of rape, and I would like to cross-examine her. Any
10: communication between Ms. Danzer and her counselor is privileged. The
4: privilege is outweighed by the defendant's right to a fair trial.
10: Only if Ms. Hatcher is aware of exculpatory evidence. That's not the case here. Your Honor,
4: that's exactly what I'm looking to find out. This is a criminal trial. My client faces serious charges. I should be allowed to explore this
0: issue. Well, I mean, I I think the privilege. I'll see Miss Hatcher in
14: Chambers tomorrow morning.
0: I mean, this case is done based on the on the defendant's words. (laughs) Like,
1: I mean, I guess he's going to try to he's going to try to plan B Lucy into saying that she she forced her into it. Right. So Lucy's trying to work her way into another most valuable lawyer here as as a most valuable witness.
0: That's true. It's
1: time for a mea culpa here from, from Lindsay.
8: Okay. You were trying to tell me something last night.
9: I can't yes, really talk know. on the record, Lindsay.
1: Lindsay, but if I come to your office before the opening credits are over, you got to know that I'm,
0: I'm shooting straight. Yeah. Off I mean, the record. Did you not hear the credits?
9: If you'd like to have a seat. Six weeks ago, an undercover narcotics officer was shot and killed in the back room of a Lawrence bar. Your client was there.
8: Was he involved?
9: I don't think so. But he saw who did it. The police believe it was somebody Manny used to run with during his drug days. Basically, your client's a material witness who's not talking.
8: So this is leverage? Yeah.
1: Seems so. And it's actually a pretty good move by the feds.
8: And those drugs were planted in his car to get leverage.
9: That I don't know. All I can say, Lindsay, the police are on a mission to get the killer. You guys caught in the middle.
8: This is extortion.
9: All the charges are legitimate. The motive for bringing them isn't really relevant. That's why I wanted to settle this quickly, before all this stuff went into motion. I can't really interfere now. What's the offer? If he credibly IDs the shooter, Manny will get an S visa. He can stay in the country indefinitely.
8: What if he doesn't know who the shooter is?
9: He's got a problem.
0: Baby, bye. Bye. I mean it's interesting from Bay's per- perspective like why he's trying so hard to help to be decent. I mean that usually like his his character is like well it's irrelevant.
1: Yeah. But he ha- he does but have a pretty good, good moral moral center, you know. No, mostly. he does, he does. Um you know I had this experience Keith while while watching that scene which was excellent. And look, nothing explosive happening during that scene, just two excellent actors uh ta- acting together which is all it takes to have a good scene. Well, I mean, good writing and all that stuff too. But uh, long story short, um, I had this like weird giddy feeling inside of me because every once in a while, even though we've been we've done over 100 episodes of this podcast, every once in a while I get that feeling like, damn, I really like this show. Like yeah. there was no guarantee starting
0: this that I was gonna actually like it, you know? <laughs> uh, that's right because, yeah so right. you might have done 170 some odd episodes of something you didn't like <laughs> yeah um,
1: but it's just really good and it holds up it's crazy and really yeah. sad that over 20 years there's only been you know a, a, just like the most infinitesimal amount of movement forward in most of these issues we've dealt with
0: yeah yeah well you know and we talk about the the dreamers like the dreamers wouldn't apply in this situation because of a conviction right
7: If rape counselors can be forced to testify, what good will they be?
14: Perhaps not
7: Victims will be afraid to talk to me.
14: I just need to know the details of your first conversation, so I can make a determination as to whether-
7: Why? How
14: did you help her decide she had been raped?
7: That's privilege.
14: I'm overriding that privilege. What? I'm allowing your testimony.
8: I asked you if there was something you knew that I didn't. I didn't know that had anything to do with this. If you saw... I didn't, I was there, I didn't see anything. Manny, this is not the time to cover for a friend. I'm not.
0: I did a bunch of push-ups before this scene, so my arm's How popped. can they just do this?
8: They're the INS. With a felony conviction, they can deport a non-citizen, which you are. You will be gone. I can't prevent that. They're offering you a visa if you cooperate. You saw it. Tell me. I can't. Manny, you're about to be deported to a country where you don't know anybody.
1: You're about to be deported the to a country where they cannot possibly The only person that can help you here is that well. This is lawyer-client,
5: right? Of course can't repeat nothing not to anyone
1: also when we're talking about like if you're weighing getting deported versus potentially getting murdered because uh, you're gonna id like a high-level drug guy that's uh that's that's a heavy weight
0: yeah i mean especially for just to be so fucked over by just witnessing something
8: of course not
0: Sometimes you brother. don't want to be in the room where it happens. Oh, I just talked over the big reveal. What? The oh, big reveal is... No, we're oh, back. Yeah.
5: It was my brother.
0: Shit. What?
8: Your brother was a shooter?
5: Hector's a dealer, Miss Dole. You run the Noddle shop as a cover. I can't give him up.
8: If you want to stay in this country,
1: I can't give up my brother. Oh shit. The reveal was slow in getting into my
0: gray matter, but. I was gonna say, like, he said it. He said, it was my brother. It was your brother I who I- did it? Well, my brother was more the shooter. Army, take us more I can't do this, my if brother. And Mike's like, oh my god, plan. it was his brother.
6: Look, I do have work to do. We'll,
0: we'll talk it up to Zoom second. delay.
6: The meetings should take a uh,
2: half hour, tops. Do you have a squeal number?
6: what? Squeal number, a number you'll take. Well, six figures would be good. Listen, Eugene, it's probably best if you kind of lead the meeting. Lead the meeting? Have a squeal Just start number. things off. You know how your firm is prepared to try this case. If we My don't firm is
2: not ourselves. prepared to try the case. You are scheduled for trial next week. My firm doesn't know the case. We will not be trying it. And if you think for a second... Uh,
6: gentlemen, uh, come right in. We're all ready for you.
2: That's John Raverson. You know him?
0: John Raverson.
2: Do I know him?
13: Mr. Bassett?
0: Mr. Basson? Hey, it's that guy who's been in everything. I know that lawyer from somewhere. You, we literally just you did the bumper live. <laughs> that is James Rebhorn. From Homeland, White Collar, Book of Daniel, Third Watch, The Talented Mr. Ripley, Independence Day, and The Game. And he is everywhere.
7: I did not convince Meredith she had been raped. She came to the Rape Crisis Center because she knew she had been raped.
4: Have you ever tried to convince someone to press charges when they hadn't been raped? No. According to her testimony, Meredith decided to press charges only after talking to you. We talked
7: about the legal definition. And after hearing the facts, I told her she should speak to the police.
4: So you gave her the legal definition? Yes. Are you a lawyer?
7: No, sir, I'm not.
4: But you know enough about the law to advise her to call the police?
7: Enough to give her that option, yes.
4: Who called the police? You or Ms. Danzer?
7: Actually, I did. She was emotionally dis... You
4: did. And you told the police that she'd been raped?
7: No. I told them I was a rape crisis counselor, and that I. Is it I your had
4: testimony, Ms. Hatcher? That Ms. Danzer came to the conclusion that she was raped independently of your influence.
7: I can't really know that, Mr. Tagger.
4: Well, could she? Inrelevant? The
7: witness has answered. She
1: Utterly doesn't irrelevant. know. Withdrawn.
4: When a person is sexually assaulted, is this something that she?
1: You know, I, I. You'd think of all the bullshit legal stuff that at some point they'd they'd have, you know, especially when we discussed jury nullification, that they'd had a, have some way to override the loophole of being able to say whatever the fuck you want as 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 an attorney and then just withdraw it you know what i mean right right badger 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 withdrawn yeah you know mike you're a piece of shit uh withdrawn yeah it's the equivalent of in our everyday parlance uh uh, no offense but yeah (laughs) i'm not racist but
4: (laughs) gets over easily with counseling
1: of course not
4: In fact, some of these victims carry the trauma with them for a long time. I'm the least racist person in the
14: room.
7: Some the rest of their
4: lives. Many are angry. Would that be consistent with your testimony? Yes. Have you ever been sexually assaulted, Ms. Hatcher?
10: Objection.
4: Goes to bias, Your Honor. Wow. I'll allow it.
0: Who is this judge? What the fuck?
4: Have you ever been sexually assaulted?
1: Yes, I want to hear more about that, Lucy. But still, Keith, our base premise, betwixt the the excellent uh, acting and testimony by the victim, Lu- you you still are trying to push the case. I mean, God bless Gary Cole. I mean, I guess you got to do what you got to do. That Lucy is so so triggered by her own sexual assault that she will convince non-sexually assaulted people who came to see her as a rape right. counselor. It's not like they just, she found her on the street. Right. And, and convince the jury that somehow Lucy was able to mind meld her into uh, accusing this innocent man of rape.
0: No, it, it's utterly ridiculous. And And beyond that, like based on the testimony of the defendant, he already said, she said no and I did it anyway. Game over. Like th- th-
1: none of it is relevant past that point. You know, and the, and the thing that you know, during his testimony, I didn't mention this, but it, it, it dawns on me that what they didn't highlight on was he he kept speaking for you know a lot of girls behave X Y Z. The follow up question there is like, so have you had this experience with many girls, have you had many have you had sex with many girls who then uh, discuss what a bad idea it was and how you shouldn't have done that and and respond that way. Because it sure spe- sounded like he was speaking from uh, multiple experience. Yeah. But I guess it's a good el- episode of television, Keith. That I'm fucking riled up. Yeah, fair enough.
4: Your dentist molested you while you were under anesthesia.
1: Oh, the specifics. Yes. That's the. That's the. And the, the superintendent right?
4: at your apartment secretly installed cameras, and he photographed.
14: Your no Honor, bills, this has no probative offer.
1: value.
4: I'm allowing it, Miss
14: Gamble.
1: Yeah, no shit. You're allowing it. You're right, Keith. That means he must have gone through case files that he's now just like spouting in open
0: court. Yeah, and I don't even think a couple of them didn't even go into a case file. I don't think yeah. the first one did. He must have bought Ray Abruzzo a couple beers. Yeah, Apparently.
4: Please sit down. Truthfully, Ms. Hatcher, when you decided to become a rape crisis counselor, is it possible that your own anger was in play?
7: It had nothing to do with that.
1: Nothing at all? No. And she's
13: under oath, so there you go. You've
6: seen the discovery. The doctors have cited Reflexion
13: as the cause. Look, I'm not a scientist. None of us is here, so it wouldn't make much sense for us to debate liability.
1: The drug's called Reflexion? Our
13: client has directed us not to settle. I suspect your client doesn't really want a trial. Actually, Mr. Young, in this case, they do. There's nothing better than a trial sometimes to send the message that you won't settle out. And this one presents a pretty risk-free opportunity in their minds. You're here. Obviously, you've got a number. Well, the number, I'm afraid, is zero. We're here to satisfy ourselves that it's the correct number. We just beat the EPA for over 30 million dollars on injuries that weren't even as bad. They beat the EPA, Mr. Bassett. Now, while I salute your last-minute ingenuity and in signing them up for shock value, we know who opposing counsel really is.
2: My firm is very prepared to be involved
13: here. This is complex product liability, and however impressive your talent, there's no way you could conceivably be ready to try this by next week. Mr. Bassett will have to lead this charge, whether he wants to or not. We'll get a continuance. He's gotten six of them. The judge indicated this last one and was He left
1: fine. that little tidbit out.
13: We're very yeah, sorry for the young girl's difficulties, but we maintain our client did not cause them. Thank you for agreeing to meet with us.
1: Why is Eleanor not in there? Why is Lindsay not? Well, Lindsay's busy. I mean, the people Lindsay's who have busy. proven- Eleanor's on
0: maternity. Oh, yeah.
1: That didn't stop them from calling them into the, the office after they got blown up. This
2: room. That's true is one of the top three civil litigators in Boston. Are you ready to try this case
10: against him?
8: How could they just remove a person from a country? Just because I forgot to file some adoption papers? They're convinced he knows who shot this police officer.
5: what did he say?
8: He says he didn't say anything.
5: Can't you go to federal court and try to undo this?
8: I'm going in this afternoon. I've scheduled a hearing with a judge. But if I lose that, they'll take him. He'll be on a plane to Columbia.
1: So this brother, he, if he, killed, a, see something, he killed a person. Maybe we, don't know the con- can we don't know the, any other context To reveal that, what though. he can. It was a drug thing.
8: It may yeah. be his only chance.
5: We'll talk to him.
11: I appreciate that. I'd gone to the hospital because I had bruising. From? Having sex. And the doctor. Keith, tell me they're not calling me, a witness
1: who's gonna be like I wasn't really raped, but I was convinced I was raped.
11: I'd been assaulted. Had you been? No. I guess it was pretty rough, but it was totally consensual.
4: Did you talk to Lucy Hatcher?
11: Oh. Yes.
3: Good God.
4: And did you tell her that the sex was consensual? Yes. And how did she respond?
11: She tried to convince me that I'd been raped. She wanted to call the cops. I kept telling her it wasn't a rape, but she just didn't want to accept that.
1: Though it does bring up a good question that I am not prepared to even come close to answering. I'm just saying it's a question. Actually, I guess I know the answer, but just because you don't believe you were raped doesn't mean you weren't raped. Right, yeah. We can concede that, right? I I
0: believe so, yeah.
1: Just like you can be kidnapped and not believe you've been kidnapped,
0: right? Well, any, or anything, yeah. Anything, yeah. Thank you, Sid. It's, and and people's Yours. understandings of what happened is continu- are continually evolving. I mean, think about have you ever needed to be hospitalized? Our own childhoods, our understanding of what happened and what it meant are, are perpetually changing.
1: Yeah, also known as uh, Phoenix Cage's dissertation on the minds of two fucked up podcast hosts. <laughs>
0: After having yes. consensual our, sex. Our before. understanding of why we're doing this no. is always continually evolving.
1: You filed a police report. People are always like, so you're doing a you do a podcast about like a just like one television show from that long ago, and it's like you like dissect it. I was like, Yeah, but it's it's really not bad at all, it turns out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just exercising our narcissism.
1: Yeah, it's and so I much mean,
0: exercising, not exorcising, because that would be actually helpful.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that that, that really puts it a fine enough point on it either, but we're still, hmm. look, if you have any opinions, actually, you know
0: what? I don't want to know them. Uh, Phoenix, I want but to read the you? paper. I really do.
11: Because Lucy Hatcher convinced
10: me to. She's the one who pushed it the rape counselor, the woman who you voluntarily talked to about this what is Aaron happened. Lloyd, that night. by the way. I wasn't raped. Yet yeah, when a doctor asked you if you wanted to see a rape counselor, you said yes, didn't you? Yes. Nothing further.
1: Very good, Helen. The witness yeah, may step
0: down. Very good in this.
7: She was raped, Helen. It was total date rape.
0: Why is Lucy? Standing Either
7: she's too ashamed or she's in denial. I never convinced her to file a report. All right, Lucy. Well, can't you put me back up there to impeach her?
10: It won't do us any good.
0: Why are they allowed to have that conversation while well, court is still in session? And just standing up
1: in the middle of court and like, everybody's
0: just waiting patiently. This is like, oh, oh they're series regulars. We got to just sit, sit back for a bit.
1: The jury will ignore all of this until we go to commercial.
0: Thank you. Yep. <laughs> Withdrawn.
6: The movers will pick up the files by three o'clock.
1: This episode brought to you by Compact okay. Computers. Compact Computers. We're on your screen.
6: I could sure use a second chair at the trial if you're interested. Harlan, uh,
2: I don't know that I do you much good. I could get you up to speed. I just can't. Sorry.
1: Oh, well, I hope he wins $18 million that Eugene and you ain't get, and you ain't get none of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
6: Uh, Anyway, I I, I hope you don't mind. I scheduled a meeting here with the client. I didn't know how long we'd be tied up trying to settle a if I could just borrow the conference room for another half hour or so.
0: Borrow the conference room?
4: Sure.
1: Why is Eugene so upset? Three
4: upset. days later, she cries rape. Oh. After meeting with this Lucy. It's
0: closing time. Time to put your case to bed. Little fan. It's cl-
4: Hatcher, who convinced her to cry rape, a rape counselor who had been victimized herself, who admitted herself that she didn't know whether she influenced Meredith Danzer's decision to call the police or not. Meredith told you that prior to her meeting with Ms. Hatcher, she was confused about whether she'd been raped. If the so-called victim is confused, ladies and gentlemen, of course, You have reasonable doubt.
10: Meredith sought out a rape counselor. Lucy Hatcher didn't go to her. Her wrists were bruised. Her clothes were ripped. She said no. She tried to push Benjamin Smith off. He pinned her legs with his knees and forced himself in her. That is rape, ladies and gentlemen. It doesn't doesn't matter how many days later it is reported, non-consensual sex by force is rape.
8: All these cases involve discretion, and it's an abuse. Doesn't even need the by a law
6: You know we have authority on this matter, Miss Dolph. I'm
8: not challenging your authority. He was adopted at the age of one. He's not from a foreign nation. He's from here.
4: It doesn't eight
1: eight quite smell to go. Right. I feel like we're I'm not wrapping... This one up but the discretion
4: delicious. you speak of, Ms. Dole, is very wide.
8: They're using this to extort testimony. You cannot leverage deportation. Whatever this country is about, it can't be that.
6: Don't run him up the flagpole as a model citizen. Well, he pretty
8: much is a model citizen.
6: Then he should perform his civic duty and tell the government who killed the police officer. You don't know
8: that he saw anything. He was in a 12 by 20 foot room. But that doesn't mean If you're going to
6: be
4: anything. disingenuous, don't cry foul. All right, I'm not going to deny the removal petition.
8: Your honor, please.
4: It sounds to me like your client's fate is in his own hands,
5: counsel. Get him to accept their offer.
0: Federal judge is Terry Bozeman. I don't Being suspect in Colombia, that's gonna happen. It's
5: better than Hector doing life.
8: What will you do there? No family, no friends, you can't even speak Spanish. And Manny, understand this, you can never come back here, not even on a tourist visa.
5: Maybe I can sneak back in.
8: And if you're caught doing that, you could get 20 years after which they'll deport you again. I know you love your brother very much, but this is too big a sacrifice. My advice, tell the police what you know. I
5: can't. It would kill my mother.
8: Losing you will
5: hurt your mother you more don't than- don't understand. It would kill my mother.
12: Oh shit.
8: What are you talking about? Hector says if
5: I tell, they will have her killed. Look. Well,
0: and he'd do it, Misto. You don't know how ruthless this can be. mother, isn't it?
8: Your brother yeah. would would kill your mother? His mother? if
0: He says he would.
5: And from what I know, and from what I've seen, I'm not sure he wouldn't.
0: So, Mike, his brother would kill his mother.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm I, I, I,
0: I I just want to make sure you, you got the plot point.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, I got it. I got it. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done. Well done.
14: Will the defendant please rise?
1: Yo, I'm going to be fucking pissed if this mother gets away from... This charge, because of... Madam
14: Foreperson, has the jury reached a verdict?
1: There's so many women on the jury. We have, Your
10: Honor. What say you? Commonwealth versus Smith on the charge of rape. We find the defendant, Benjamin Smith, not guilty. Fuck!
14: Members of the jury, this completes your service. You are dismissed with the thanks of the court. The defendant is free to go. We're adjourned. Oh,
1: that's gonna... That fucking sucks, man. Happens far too often. And I thought Helen tried a good case. I I thought she was terrific.
10: I'm sorry.
11: You did your best.
10: And so did you, Meredith. You were very courageous coming in here.
11: Thank you. If
10: there's any way I can help you. Thanks. I think Lucy's
1: going to need some help here.
11: I better go.
7: told her to lie. Or say anything. I know you didn't. I don't think I steered her.
10: I don't think I did. I'm sure you didn't mean to if you did. But if you did, it's the toughest part of my job, Luz. I make up my mind what the right result should be and I'm tempted steer my witnesses to accomplish that result. It's the toughest part of my job to resist that. It might be a difficult thing for you and your job too.
1: A couple points I have to make. I should save it, but I have to say them now. Uh, I think that be, I think it's it's an in, in, in interesting conversation uh, because the past two episodes specifically with Helen, have been just that, right? Have been just that. Her wanting to maybe do more uh, pushing and leading than she should. However, completely neuters this episode because we could be spending these four or five minutes on how what you just said, Keith, which is where everyone listening to this episode right now thinks this episode was going, which is like far too often these motherfuckers get away because... Of the of the quote unquote nuance, but instead, we're gonna fucking mansplain it and make it about oh maybe Lucy's anger and and it maybe it, it is maybe there is confusion and leading a bubble. It's some bullshit, man.
0: Absolutely, I, I I this made I'm still fuming about this from the first time I saw this episode. And what I wrote in my notes here is in all caps: What is the moral of this fucking episode? You do all of this work, you tell this. This this complex and and compelling and important story, and then you're gonna, and then this is what the point you're trying to make here. What the fuck is are they trying to say here?
1: Well, let's let them say it with their last four minutes, and then we can totally pick it apart. Oopsies. Uh, wow, not only did we lose, but wow, oh, it really sucks. And poor Lucy,
0: she's been victim. Oh. Like what the fuck?
1: Who the hell is this? May I help you? I'm
8: oh, looking for car. Harlan Bassett.
6: Christine, hello.
0: This is Harlot's.
1: Ah, uh, Harlan. He's, he's, he's got Hi, a flair for the he's, dramatic. How
6: do he
0: we is do? crafty as fuck. Well, he knows how to manipulate I people. Uh,
6: Eugene, this is.
0: He's bringing Christine in the little girl with cancer to manipulate clients. Eugene into hello. joining him.
2: Hi, Annie. I'm Eugene Young. Hello. How you doing?
7: I'm fine. What did we get?
6: Well, they didn't want to settle at all.
7: What does that mean?
6: He's we going to court with
1: Eugene for the rest of the season. We're going to go
6: to trial.
7: And you're going to beat them?
6: Well, uh, it'll be tough. But, um. Uh, You know? We're going to try, honey.
2: (laughs) Harlan?
1: There's that triumphant music we've been waiting for
0: all episodes. Yes. (laughs) They're going to do the right thing.
6: That drug did this to her? Every bit of it. Six months ago, she was completely healthy. Get your files back
2: into that room. Yes, sir. Annie, you up what for kind of a fight? <laughs> yes. You tough enough and to take on the drug company?
0: And, and can you, can you feel the love tonight?
3: To
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to hear.
8: Is there any way to reverse it? I don't think so. I'll keep trying
1: this poor lady
8: when would he be deported Yeah, a week maybe two when my sister
10: died I promised myself I would take care of him
8: I would love him as my own we've certainly done that
1: as for your other son I think he wants to murder you
0: you did I'd raise appreciate a it if you would keep sociopathic murderer, but, you know, the other one seems nice. Okay.
8: I'm sorry, Mrs. Guzman.
1: Yeah. Wait, a lot of losing this
0: week, Keith. A lot of losing.
1: Yeah, rough week, I- rough week. What we got from that case, either. Like, what's the point of this story?
0: Well, I think the. Oh, shit. The play brother of Lins. Lay cool, is ends,
1: play cool, play
0: cool I heard it. It just came
5: from Annie. Thanks for everything you did.
8: Sure.
1: to wear your attitude, Keith, and there are some yeah. times to put it back in your purse. You <laughs> played
0: a little cooler there, uh, Lindsay.
1: She's like, my name's in the credits, bitch. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope wow. that you needed a, a, a nice start to your Tuesday because uh,
0: this was all sunshine and rainbows sunshine and rainbows we've been sunshine and rainbows this entire episode yeah this one brought to you by paxel <laughs>
1: uh, all right well we have a lot to say clearly in the oopsies and uh we'll see you there in
0: just a moment and we are back baby yes we are Woo! that was uh that was an episode yes, and uh just you know just in case you don't remember what happened it's my favorite segment
1: Mike has 30 seconds to remember what just happened on the show. Well, y'all, uh, everybody's pissed. Uh, a, a young woman was raped blatantly, uh, but guess what? They put her on the stand. They don't make her go see the mics or the Bobs, and uh, it turns out they use Lucy against her, and she, uh, the rapist walks off, and then we sort of mansplain it in a weird way. Uh, this other guy gets deported because his brother wants to kill his mom and then Harlem Bassett does something right and uh, elicits Eugene to help him out in a case that hopefully we'll see more of next week
0: uh, yeah okay well there it is and
1: no comedy all... but that was just the straight up and down No, no that's that's just, uh,
0: this, that, that is what happened well, well you know sometimes that's uh, like that kind of episode but no matter what kind of episode it is it is always going to end with the very important
1: ladies and gentlemen the out of practice podcast in unofficial unsolicited unfactual association with david e kelly productions proudly present oopsie the oopsies celebrating excellence in acting good lawyering good guesting good and being tom brady not to mention This is where we rate the episode and stuff. Now, here are your hosts, Keith and Mike. What the hell are the oopsies?
0: Well, they're a fake awards show that we do every week that begins with...
3: Most valuable!
1: Listen... You know what? I was gonna try to, I was gonna go down a dark hole about how really Helen put together an incredible case and and litigated that I thought just the best way she could. Uh, but I think we're gonna talk more about that case later. So I think I'm gonna take this opportunity to to say that I think the most valuable lawyer here is probably Harlan Bassett, right? Because he did what needed to be done to get his client the best representation moving forward. He knew they weren't gonna settle, and so he. We'll say manipulated, but you could also say uh, theatrically convinced. Eugene and and a firm that has a great track record at these types of cases to jump on board and help.
0: Yeah, I I I agree with you. Um, I I think I mean it wasn't quite lawyering, but it was in the lawyer arena. Convincing. Uh, uh he was a lawyer while he did it. So, yeah, <laughs> I'll give it to you. It was related to the case. Uh so yeah no I agree I think it is Harland for all of those reasons you know and in terms of Helen you know we'll we'll talk more about it I think that she made a lot of good pieces of doing of trying a good case there but I I fault her for this and that is she sort of surrendered mm. to the attitudes of the era which allowed there to be all of this weird uh, victim blaming vi- victim doubting pushback and the helen we know and love the helen who would murder somebody should have fought way harder on all of those elements defended lucy harder defended her uh, the uh, the, pro- the 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 victim harder should have gone after The defendant harder and you know again we're we're judging this based on what makes it into the episode but like why isn't she bringing in other people that this guy may or may not have assaulted why are why is she not eviscerating this guy and uh i feel like she at least what we saw of her on this case she made some really good points she played some of it really well but i want to see helen like Ripping some guy's throat out with her teeth in this case. And we, and she kind of was like, eh, there's not much we can do.
1: Yeah. And, and though you're right, we, there's a lot we didn't see on camera. But what we do see, at least at one point, is even though it was dramatically enhanced, after the one woman who we, who they gave us zero context about, right, goes on uh, and says that Lucy, quote unquote, coerced her to, uh, claim rape Lucy stands up in the middle of court and is like yo we should go back at her let me put, call yeah. me back up let's refute that and and Helen just concedes and that I think yeah, she's is, like Meh. yeah and that was absolutely to the detriment of the case because they could have at least gone back and and, and at least yeah, like highlighted tried.
0: yeah yeah she like she I think Helen
1: punted on third down in this that, case a lot and, and, and that's just the litigation right like let's not even right. talk about the sort of what a shitty friend Her sort of, her boomeranging it back in Lucy's face at the end is just a shitty friend.
0: Well, and it, it, and honestly, like, and we'll we'll get to it at the end. But it it felt very shoehorned in by the male writers. It didn't feel like the like didn't feel like the characters either. One of those characters were actually saying any of that. It it felt very much like they were puppets for the male writers defending themselves. All right. Uh, (laughs) Anyway. Because we right. with
1: we, we, nothing else We defend women on this show
0: Well, we try not to be idiots Alright, it is time for And limber up Already famous Cause you've been on TV Getting a pay. For the first entry on your IMDB Way to go But you're the best guest actor You are the best guest actor You are the best guest actor On the episode
1: Oh, it's the best part of my week right there. Oh, uh, truly. Um, Ernie Sabella, great. Uh, yeah. We're going to see him more, I, I suspect. Uh, Gary Cole, class act. But once again, as we often do, because you and I... I think everybody can 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 kind of understand but specifically having been in this business you and I understand how difficult it is to play a victim in any sort of way and I've never had to do anything even remotely close to this um uh the 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 victim of this case who not only gave incredible testimony that was believable but also when she lost you got that sense of resignation from her but also you know like in the context of of the time period the sort of, like, not shocked that they lost. She didn't overdo it, and then recognize I should probably get the hell out of here. Like, just a great performance overall by...
0: By
1: Megan Henning. Megan Henning. So I, I think, if nothing else, she needs a, an Instagram shout-out from us. So uh, that's uh, my Oopsie Award for this week.
0: Yeah, no, I, it, it's Megan Henning, hands down. Like, to to come in... As a relatively unknown actress, and be given that scene and be able to do that. You know, because when you're shooting something like that, that may be the first thing they shot. They might have just like walked in, did her hair, throw her on the stand, and like spit tears. And, and, to be, and to be able to do that under those circumstances, it's, an, it's incredible work. And, and you can see why, as I mentioned before, David E. Kelly was like, she's great. I'm going to make her, um, you know, like she's going to be a big part of my next show. Uh, which she was, sadly, it did not last. But yeah, no, absolutely uh, congrats to Megan Henning on your Best Guest Actor Award coming up next. You killed your podiatrist or blew the case, but you let a single tear run down your face. You're the best actor on the show, Uh,
1: this one's a little trickier. Uh Steve Harris, excellent. Uh though fairly one note this episode. I mean, they didn't give him a a, a ton of stuff to do. Uh Bobby's not in the episode. Uh, Lara Flynn is is really great and I think she's totally up for consideration, but and and maybe I'm biased because I just I just I'm just just astounded by her work at Especially this point in her career, as we've mentioned over and over again, I think Marla Sokoloff just is so good, and she's she is a she's a B player in this case, in this episode. But yet, even the reaction shots to her in 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 the trial, just watching what's happening, are so furtive and full of 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 context, of backstory, of active acting, even when she's just being reactive, and you know on set sometimes that's filmed asynchronously sometimes it's just really hard and she's so good and 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 then that scene with Helen at the end which once again we're going to come back to she's even though it's like you said maybe it wasn't what the actresses themselves would have brought to the table or suggested but she's still internalizing it that conflict is really Uh, like you said, it it fired us up. It made us actively angry. And I think that that is a part and parcel uh, to the performances. So I'm gonna go with Marla on this episode.
0: Yeah, no, I I thought Kelly also did a good job um, in her, although she was mainly just sort of reacting to what was happening as opposed to driving what was happening. But yeah, this is Marla's episode. I, I thought she did an excellent job. I love this Development of the character. Because I was, as I was watching this, I was thinking back to uh season three, which is her first season on the show, and her first few episodes, and like what the role she was. She was the snarky agitator in the office, sort of behaving like a like a bratty teenager. And now this is very adult arc. She's grown a great deal. The character has grown a great deal, and it's allowed Marla to do much more serious and challenging work and and I I really like that and I you know because it it feels like a more mature character but it's also a more mature show and it's a it's a it's a character that has more confidence but it's a show that has more confidence that doesn't doesn't feel like the need to rely on that like weird artificially manufactured conflict in the office and blah 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 so uh, I I really like uh Marla in this episode and this uh growth of the character. All right. Ugh. A lot of unanimous choices. The here. Tom Brady Award for being Tom Brady. I don't want to talk about it.
1: Well, let's talk Quickly about last week—that was Tom Brady's uniform caught in the trunk of a car as it speeds away. Tom Brady, which uh, <laughs> congratulations for fitting that all on the uh, the picture. I
0: because I, 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 I had that copper tone ad like in the back of my head. I'm like, I, I, that's the only thing I could think of. I couldn't find any pictures of his jersey being torn, so I I did what I could. I, I like it. And this week, Keith, we're not talking
1: about it, but let's say that I, just to make you Photoshop it. This week is a little different twist. This week's winner for the Tom Brady for being Tom Brady is Mike and Keith being crushed under the weight of Tom Brady and his seven Lombardi trophies.
0: <laughs> uh, fine. So,
1: we don't have to concede well, yeah. that he's the greatest, but uh, we are being crushed under the weight of that real.
0: Yeah, 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 Tom Brady, Tom Brady, blah, blah, blah. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to announce how many.
1: Episode gets. as an aside uh, this would be the time if there was ever a time Keith to retire the Tom Brady award for being Tom Brady after he uh, put together that show last night but for the sake of commitment that will not be the case
0: <laughs> we said we're loyal to a fault this, this is not news
1: um, you know, generally I'd go to our one-shots here, but I'd like to have a little bit of a conversation with you here, Keith. First things first, let's go back to the very beginning of the pod this week when you listed off those 37 writers. Uh, how many of them were women?
0: That is a good question. It it was actually evenly split. Okay. So you had Lynn E. Litt and Nora K. Foster were both on the uh, the story, yeah.
1: So like I said earlier, when I was like just giggling over how much I like this show and this episode was was doing all the things we like, right? It wasn't being too over, uh, over-dramad, uh, right? It was a great case and it was two cases that I thought were just going to touch on really interesting issues. The sort of uh, victim shaming and, uh, and uh, home court advantage, uh, to coin a sports ball phrase, that goes to the uh, accused rapists in generally in these cases versus yep. uh you know dreamers and or deportation and or you know and we sort of um uh and both were handled well i mean the acting was great right um and both the premises were interesting but this is one where they sort of fumbled it in my opinion on both on both sides so let me get, let me get the b case out of the way first like really interesting here's this brother who uh is it turns out the brother was the murderer and that's why the guy kid won't talk and that's why he and and Jason Kravitz came in and it, it just seemed like a lot of smoke and mirrors to like there was no payoff right there's just no payoff
0: well i i, I thought the the last piece of it which was uh the fact that the brother would kill his own mother it, it, it felt really tacked on it felt really incongruous with the whole rest of the story and these characters and it it felt like the, in the writer's room they're like we have to find a way to lose this. Like mm-hmm. we we want uh, like we want to, to actually deport him and we want to sort of feel the emotional weight of that loss which I, I completely agree with. I think that's exactly how they should have ended it. But they couldn't find a reason not to have him just testify against his brother and like His his brother murdered somebody. Like what they 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 felt like they needed a better reason for him not to flip on them. So they tacked on this weird thing about the brother killing the mother for some. Like why wouldn't the brother just kill him? (laughs) Like what is the weird? it, It felt very like oh like midnight. We need a solution in the writer's room, kind of a thing.
1: Now moving on to the other case. I know we both are in agreement, and let me first look. I'll concede that there is an interesting conversation uh, about the role can, can the, uh, a, a rape crisis counselor influence a, a, a victim? Can does a a defense? Well, the first my first problem is that if, I think it's a false equivalency with with Helen saying, well you know often I'm so motivated to convict a client that i I push right. to that is a false equivalency to you were raped in the past and you're so passionate that or you were assaulted in the past and you're so passionate that you you maybe are coloring these women's thoughts about whether they're victims or not but that discounts the whole point of like these women have chosen to see a rape crisis counselor so they have well, already I, I, they are already contemplating their victimhood to think that Lucy somehow puts them over the edge which somehow right. g- gains credence to the uh es- the innocence of this man is and that that and that consent is such a uh a delicate flower that it that it can turn on a dime. It's so like ambiguous. That. Yeah, right. It 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 just is just some bullshit. And I don't think it's just twenty years of evolution, Keith. On the I just think it was a fumbled ball from the get. And I can't yeah. believe that that somehow this nobody
0: called them on it in the writing well, in, I, in in the production of it. Yeah, yeah, and I, which makes me think that the opposite happened. That uh, I I I think you know I I I think there is a world in which, and I have no reason to believe this, but I I think there is the first draft of this did not include that conversation because everything else in the episode, the music, the writing, the performances, how Gary Cole, like, because if you look at the direction of it, right. The way Gary Cole is performing it, the music that plays when uh, when he's talking, when the case got adjudicated, the way we're we're framing, and the music that's playing when Lucy's talking, all of it, all of it, and which is why I w- I was so thrown by this conversation because all of the storytelling leading up to that moment was telling a completely different story than that moment did. So I'm wondering if somewhere along the way they got a network note or somebody got cold feet or somebody had a bug up their ass. It like That scene could have been like filmed a week later, honestly, mm-hmm. because it it felt so tacked on and so undercutting everything. They were scared of this episode for some reason, so they felt like they had to throw doubt on it. Well, that's the and, biggest crime of it. The biggest crime yes, is that it changes two things
1: it radically changes the episode morally right the moral center yeah. the nugget the takeaway whatever you want to call it it radically changes that i think maybe you could yeah. argue, maybe someone will argue differently I'll please write in i think and additionally it it throws such a wrench into the arc of lucy as a character right yeah, well, i mean yeah, yeah. not only the victim and such i mean that's uh, that's part and parcel with what we're saying about the the whole moral of the story but but lucy Who's doing yeoman's work? I mean, it ain't like she's she's got a full time job and she's doing this
0: great service, and yet and has been a victim herself, and and now she's being sort of shamed. It's a shitty thing to do to both of the characters, honestly. Oh yeah, because yeah. up up until that point, Helen was nobly fighting for the right thing, you know. And and as as you said, and I think you said it well, that there is a story to tell about the. Res- the responsibilities of objectivity of people in these situations. You know, if you're a therapist, if you're a, if you're a counselor, it, it, you know, yes, of course, you don't want to lead people to things that aren't true. And there's a story to be told about that, and that is, and that is an interesting story, and that's a, that's a complex story, and and that is a valid story to explore. But this is that's not what this episode was about. No. This episode was not about that at all. That was just tagged on at the end, doubting victims, doubting the people, helping the victims. And putting into, you know, this whole episode about consent and about consent being unambiguous. This little tag here says, oh, wait, no, actually consent is really ambiguous, as is your motives, as is all of this. It, it was really ugly, to end the episode undercutting not only the the rest of the episode, but the very idea of consent. And it it, it was just, I I was so mad because I was really on board with this episode. I wrote down, wow, this episode could have been shot today like this. And then that's what you do at the end of that. And I don't know who made that happen whether that was david e kelly or with somebody else but david e kelly should not have allowed that to happen and it's just shitty
1: you know unless unless you know and and we have the uh we have the benefit of of knowing or somewhat if they were going to come back right it was going to come back and be like uh we were going to revisit this and i don't know that that would have salvaged it but at least we could have like refound re recalibrated our moral center but I, I don't suspect that's going to happen as it's clear we have other fish to fry with with Ernie and, and Um We
0: only yeah, have a couple well, I'm, episodes I'm left in the I'm excited about that part. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm excited about the Ernie part. Mm-hmm. I, and I, w- I would have, you know, and we should give out some tires and move on with our day. But I think I would have given this three tires higher. I was ex- I was expecting to give this a very good rating. I, yeah, was, high I really like this episode. High eights for yeah. sure. Um, yeah. But
1: uh, like I said, I don't know that I'm going to ding it as much as that sounds like you might, but I'm going to go in with, uh, it's gone from probably like an eight seven something like that, down to, I'm going to give it a 7.12.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I I feel this the same way. The thing that this show, their Achilles heel is consent. When I really think about because because like what was what is the worst episode of the series? Sex, lies, and monkeys. And and how Kelly was raped and how she dealt with it and how people around her dealt with it and how the show dealt with it. And this is the second time where the show has really not just fumbled on the one yard line, like dropped the ball, pulled their pants down, and taken a shit on the one yard line. And and I I think that. I don't know. Is it David E. Kelly? Is it someone else? Like, I don't understand why the show struggles with the concept of consent. Uh, So, therefore, I give this a 5.1 spare tires. It would have been an 8.1, but you get a 5.81 because you fucked it up at the end. Okay. Not that I'm pissed about it, but I'm pissed about it. Yeah, I think you should be. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Well, if you would like to uh, also be pissed about it or be pissed at me for being pissed about it, you can email us at out of at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at out of practice podcast. You can look at our blog and see how all these rankings stack up at out of you can do us a huge favor and leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or any other service. Join the jury. It really helps. The Out of Practice Podcast is brought to you by generous donations from Leanne Wrights. Go buy her book, Cloud Lover 69 trying to give the seat to Jorge, but we're going to give them both a seat, Jorge Navoa, and of course, Jennifer Masanova. You can join them, guys. Uh, And I only got 30 (laughs) seconds to tell you about it. It was so close, Keith. We were so close
1: (laughs) to it working out. Uh, happens to the best of us. Anyway, uh, Keith, tell us
0: real quick, what's this all about? Well, that was the Brotherhood of Poland, New Hampshire. It got canceled. That was the uh, show. Yes, yes. Well, you know what's not getting
1: canceled? The 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 bromance between Sabella and uh, Eugene. So, Keith, you'll always be the Pumbaa to my Timon. And so we'll shoot off some Hakuna laser sounds a <laughs> good laser sounds <laughs> <laughs>